0: As if the McCrispie couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispie. Available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. ba da Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, <laughs> Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the family here on Purple Mafia, episode number 48 today, Monday the 2nd of November 2009, yes, the infamous November 2nd, which people had bumper stickers a year ago. Oh goody. Anyhow, enough of that. What a day yesterday was, what a game yesterday was, I'm sorry the show was not done immediately after the game, my new work schedule is uh virtually the opposite. I work very early in the morning, so I just did not have time to do the show. I had to kind of cool off and, and uh, get myself to bed at a certain points. so it's just nothing I could do there. So I apologize to those of you out there wondering where the hell I was after the game of maybe all time, because Brett Favre wore purple in Lambeau. Yes, Brett Favre wore purple in Lambeau. It actually happened, and... Uh, it didn't disappoint at all. It, it really didn't. It was just the most beautiful thing I maybe have ever seen, other than a Super Bowl championship, and I hope it does happen in the next couple months. All right, enough of my rambling. Purple Mafia is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Thank you always for downloading and listening to this show. Please become a member of the message boards. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner of the front page of thesportsstuff.com that says TSS Boards. Click on that, and then look for the button that says Register. I believe it'll be on the uh, a link, excuse me, on the left side after you click TSS Boards. Uh, do click on that. Mention me, Paladino Live, as a referral. Two separate words: P A L A D I N, as in November. O Live. Two separate words, as I mentioned. Then, uh, way I'm a referral, and oh goody, aren't you happy for me, right? <laughs> so, um, oh, just the guest of today's show. Well, it's pretty obvious what I'm going to talk about: the game, and uh, probably a brief preview of the Detroit Lions, even though that's two whole days away. Very unlikely I'll be having a show in the next two weeks because of uh, you know. So obviously, no game next week, so I probably won't have a show. Um, no need to really go into major. Preview talk about the Detroit Lions coming to Minnesota, especially after losing to the St. Louis Rams this last week. You know, the team the Vikings just slept walk through in St. Louis. Yeah, Detroit's coming here. So I know Detroit knows us better than St. Louis and all that good stuff, and they played us a lot better than St. Louis. But I've never seen the Vikings lose to Detroit, knock on wood, in the Metrodome. So uh at least not in, yeah, I've, I haven't seen them since the, I started watching football in 92 The same year, Brett Favre became the quarterback of the Packers. So, yeah, me and Brett have a little something in common there, other than we're both uh, fans of the purple, wink, wink. (laughs) So that's the guest of today's show. Uh, I also want to give a little shout-out to my Uncle David, David Willard, Willie. (laughs) Also, the Purple Colonel, I know you're a listener of the show, and uh, just uh, want to tell you thanks for for helping me out this weekend. And, uh, you know, you're a great guy. And uh, thanks for checking out the show. Um, you're the, the biggest Viking fan in the world. Willie the Sign Guy is also a nickname. Some of you may have heard of him out there. I'm sure you probably have. All right. So that shout-out is out there. Also, one final means of shout-out for you, as I am just the Segway King. I, I'm, I'm a master, aren't I? <laughs> uh, you can tell I'm in a good mood, too, can't you? I mean, that, God, that was an awesome football game. But, um, but phone lines to call into the show 209-736-7877. 209 736 Do call that, please. And it is a voicemail. treated as such. Mention you were calling in for Purple Mafia. Um, and then do your shout out, statement, call in, or I mean, excuse me, question, anything like that. And, uh, yeah, Jason from Delta, who's uh, a frequent caller now. Uh, don't, don't be shy. Keep calling in, buddy. Love it. And, um, Yeah, the same topic me and him have been talking about of late. A big factor again yesterday. We'll get to that (laughs) right after this. Here on thesportstuff.com, the new fast-breaking Wolves are bursting on the scene with Timberwolves Explosion. Hear about this exciting new era with Al Jefferson, Kevin Love, Johnny Flynn, and new coach Kurt Rambis. Check us out on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes, where we cover the Wolves like nobody else. Show your true blue, download and listen to this explosion of Timberwolves basketball. And here we are, back on Purple Mafia. We are back indeed. Episode number 48, a reminder for MP3 player users, including the iPod, Microsoft Zoom, and other good things like that. Thank you always for joining the family, Uh, your family on Purple Mafia, Mm, yes, thank you, but anyhow, well, the dream came true, folks, the dream that I thought was dashed on July the 28th, when Brett Favre decided he was going to not come back, not going to play for the Vikings, and not play anymore in the NFL, I was depressed for about three or four hours, and I'm not kidding, yeah, I was pretty down, you know, it's just a dream come true to see Brett Favre on the Vikings. And how amazing it would be. The game of all games. Brett Favre as a Viking in Lambeau. And potentially for a division uh, championship type of, uh, literally this is the, you know, this is about the division championship here and the Vikings have all but clinched it. I mean, obviously three game lead, complete tiebreaker, swept the Packers this year. Chicago's still looming out there, but mm, you know, obviously we have to still play them. I mean, we got a lot of division games left. Uh, we have a home game against Detroit. We have two games against Chicago. So, yeah, we got a lot of work to do yet in the division. And there's also a couple of more tough games left, including the Cincinnati Bengals game in December, which most of us thought it would be, we just kicked their butts. Hmm. I don't know. Cincinnati's actually the division leader over there with Pittsburgh out there in the East. That is, uh, that's sick. <laughs> I don't think anybody saw that coming. All right. I continue to digress. Let's talk about the game, folks. And what a game it was, and what a start it was for the Minnesota Vikings. I remember being kind of scared to death, being, uh, what happened last time the Vikings and Packers met? Aaron Rodgers, I mean, was virtually unstoppable until Donald Lee dropped the ball (laughs) late in the game. And a couple of, you know, mistakes here and there. Well, the Packers getting the ball on the kickoff, I was like, oh no. This is the last thing we need is to get behind against the Green Bay Packers. It's the last thing we need right now is to get behind to this team. Good news folks. Good news indeed. <laughs> the only lead the Packers would ever have in this entire game was 3 to nothing. 3 to nothing, and that was after a uh, pretty big blunder by the Vikings. So we'll get to that really shortly. Green Bay falters mega in their first drive, which felt really good. It's like, oh, this is exciting. The defense looking a little better here. The Vikings also falter on theirs. And of course, they do <laughs> fumble a snap. John Sullivan just kind of flung it when Favre was still calling out the play. There's a little bit of miscommunication there, and uh, he's like, oh, here we go. That's just what we need. And, of course, these annoying-ass Green Bay Packer fans, 10 billion times more annoying on this game than any time ever, folks. Ever! And I think you probably noticed that. I mean, just just listening to the over reaction kind of taunting screams every time anything went wrong to the Vikings in any way a drop pass uh stopped on the run or oh, a completion for the pack it's just like shut up jeez! it's just it just got to be too much and I know that sounds kind of ridiculous getting annoyed at the fans but it's like there's just there was a little bit of they were just a little bit obnoxious I think in this game more than more than ever and uh that takes a lot of talent folks yeah, this might be a little long show today because I'm feeling long-winded, folks, so grab a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd expect a little extra dialogue in this game, wouldn't you? All right, well, you thought the Vikings were a little bit screwed there after that fumble. It's like, here we go, Green Bay at the at the 20, and uh, Aaron Rodgers, every time he seems like he throws the ball, it's caught for a first down and more. Yeah, we'll get to that. That did happen today, <laughs> a lot, but not in the first half. At all. As the Vikings shut down the Packers, and they have to settle for a 37-yard field goal. They didn't get anywhere, folks. 37-yard field goal when you recover a fumble on the 20? Ew, <laughs> that's pretty bad. Good thing it's like, wow, the Vikings defense came to play today. They're not bleeping around. Boy, did uh, Ray Edwards and Jared Allen play well today. I mean, those defensive ends were phenomenal. Uh, there wasn't a single player on the defensive line other than maybe Brian Robinson. Of course, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't anything to do with him as a defensive lineman. It had to do with fumbling a kickoff later on. We'll get to that, too. That was awfully frustrating. But uh, that defensive line, holy cow, did they play good. Kevin Williams was everywhere, making, shutting down, uh, able to get to Aaron Rodgers at the right time. Um, Vikings did fantastic against Ryan Grant. He's the last guy to run for 100 yards individually against the Vikings since 07. That's pretty damn good. That shows you how good this run defense really is, despite the fact they looked like they had a few holes in the, in them very early. Uh, it was in the preseason and very early in the regular season, but, uh you know, they were able to shore it up, thank God. No 100-yard games against the Vikings still. Ryan Grant did not get it done. The ancient Amon Green returns looked pretty darn good on his kickoff returns, actually. Number 34, Amon Green. I remember him as number 30 from my memory. I don't know, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I remember him as number 30, so that was kind of weird. Don't know why they wouldn't give him would give him his number back. <laughs> right? But, um, yeah, that's all the Packers were able to uh, accomplish. And here come the Vikings, far of throwing passes more than the Vikings running. Adrian Peterson struggling early on. The, Vi- the Packers' rush defense pretty darn good. Better than a lot of people may expect. Peterson having a really tough time against these Green Bay Packers historically. And uh, Vikings get to the goal line, fight it out, get really fortunate on a penalty. The Green Bay Packers screwed themselves several times today, or yesterday, excuse me, with uh, numerous penalties that gave the Vikings costly first downs or uh, changed situations from third and, or fourth and sixth to fourth and one, and uh, we'll get to that too in a sec. That's coming up real soon, but... Uh, Luckily, Adrian Peterson barely got over the plane to make it 7-3 to Minnesota with only about a minute left in the first quarter. That was a nice finish. Vikings well, take the lead, and it's like, oh, you know, you could just, boy, did it feel good at that point in time because here come the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is like, yeah, now Aaron Rodgers is going to start f- f- uh, hurling fire. And here we go. Here we go. This is going to be a shootout. It's going to be forty. 40- Forty-two to forty-one is gonna be the final today. It's gonna to frustrate the heck out of us. We're gonna be up till midnight because we can't sleep, or beyond midnight, some of us. Because of how crazy this game is gonna be. Nope. Nope. The Vikings defense looks good. Aaron Rodgers does not look good. Don't know what the deal was with that. And I'm, hey, we'll we'll take it. As the next drive, a lot more uh, a lot more smooth. The last one there was a lot of gas, a lot of. <laughs> Packers defense looked pretty good, but the Vikings were able to overachieve. But on the second attempt, though, the Vikings go all the way, and Vasante Shenko bringing in yet another touchdown pass. This was his sixth of the year. What an amazing year this guy's having! I just love the way he flings the ball up after he gets a touchdown. He that's just that's his that's his signature. And Brett Favre's first ever touchdown pass as a Minnesota Viking or as any opposing quarterback in Lambeau Field. So yet another touchdown pass for Favre in Lambeau Field. That, not an unusual thing, but as a Minnesota Viking, that was his first ever. And, uh boy, oh, boy, did this man here booze just about every time he touched the ball. And, yeah, usually the quarterback does touch the ball quite a bit in a game. <laughs> Very crazy. The Vikings defense, again, looking just awesome this whole first half, doing fantastic. The Vikings have another good drive going. And, of course, as I mentioned, here it goes, fourth and six. But then the Packers jump off sides inexplicably when the Vikings were going to kick a field goal. It would have been a fairly long one. And uh, (laughs) luckily, or I mean unfortunately, when it was fourth and one, with about oh about a foot and a half, Adrian Peterson stopped, and he just had this look on his face like I can't believe this. You know, like he wanted to just kill somebody. But it looked like Vasante Shanko got in the way a little bit, and that might have been what he's a little irritated about. It. He kind of got Vasante was trying to block, but look, he kind of got in the way a little too much. Is you need you all you need to get is a foot and a half here, and you can't afford to have anybody get in the way. You have a split second to get that, you know, couple inches, whatever, you know, <laughs> eighteen inches. And it didn't happen. Luckily the Packers had the ball only on the twenty, so it's like it's not like we shot ourselves, you know, killed ourselves, gave them the ball on the forty-five or something. No, the Packers do absolutely nothing, and the Vikings were able to get a field goal right before the half. So there's your seventeen to three that a lot of fans thought we should have had anyway. Some people were mad at childress are going for it. Nah, I, I wasn't mad about it. I mean you're trying to take the wind out of the sails of this team and you need to score, score, score. Um it's your you know what, it's it's your opinion, you know, if if that was a bad decision. We got the field goal anyway later, hon, thank God. Seventeen to three Minnesota going into the half and it's like, well, this is this is easy, <laughs> sort of. Let's hope that's hope this holds up. I mean you you're just scared to death. When's it when, when's it gonna happen when Aaron Rodgers starts throwing and there's about a ten foot space for the guy to catch the ball, nobody even close to him every time Aaron Rodgers throws the ball, whoever he's throwing it to, he could be throwing it to <laughs> he could be throwing it to me, he could be throwing it to my unborn child and it would be a first down, you know, cuz I don't have any kids at all, I'm not even close. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, folks? That's what I mean by that. Yeah. <laughs> the whoever they are, they'd still catch the ball and it'd be a first down the way Aaron Rodgers was in the second half. <laughs> yeah. But the first with the second half, it's like, yeah, the good news is Vikings are up 70-3, to and they get the ball going into the second half. <laughs> and Favre is able to connect to Percy Harvin just right out of the gate. 51-yard touchdown pass. Just absolutely awesome. Percy Harvin had a pretty big day, man. Dropped a lot of passes. I mean, he's he's still having a hard time. You don't usually want to go deep to this guy. But in this play, Harvin is able to bust loose. For a 51 yard touchdown, 24 to 3, and it's like, oh my. (laughs) Oh my, this is like too good to be true. We are routing the Packers in Lambeau Field. And, uh, this is just, this is just awesome. I guess we really are a much better team than the Packers after all. This is just too good to be true. And guess what, folks? It was. It was, because the Packers marched down the field, one completion after another, and here we go. It's like I said, your, your unborn child could catch these, you know, I mean, could catch these because that's how wide open these guys were. The prevent defense, cover two, I mean, they call it, you know, it was whatever it is. <laughs> they were using both of those, basically. And uh, it was just one completion after another. The Vikings defense is able to stop the package from getting in the end zone. But it's like, uh-oh, that was kind of scary. Hopefully we don't, hopefully we can come back and score yet again and just bust this thing even further open, 31-6 to or something. Um, no. No, the Vikings offense gets nowhere. Struggle mightily. And here we go. At one pass completion after another. I mean, do I even need to go into it, folks? That's pretty much all it was. Aaron Rodgers gets it to Spencer Havner. 24-13. to 13. All of a sudden, it's an 11-point game. And, of course, there's a Lambeau leap to number 41, Spencer Havner. Mm. It's kind of almost like, who is this guy, basically? He's a, guy, he was a, he's a former linebacker turned tight end. And it's like, oh, that's that's great, that's great. We're getting beat by a former linebacker. Wonderful. <sighs> Twenty-four to thirteen, Vikings offense absolutely zip again. And it's like, why why does this have to happen? You know, you can just feel the sweat building on your on your brow, folks, as the Packers get the ball back late in the third quarter. Same same old same old swear word. You know, you fill in the blank. Just. Every single time the guy threw the ball, it didn't matter. I mean, it was Greg Jennings, it was Donald Driver who got hurt for a while but came back, luckily, after getting nailed in the head. I'm not sure exactly what the injury was, but he ended up coming back, luckily. The greatest Packer receiver ever, not named Sterling Sharp, because Sterling Sharp didn't have a long enough career, unfortunately, for him. Um It was just the same. Basically, it was like... Whatever the Packers did five minutes ago, they did it all over again. Spencer Havner, yeah, uh, two touchdowns, and into the stands again, and the, you're taunting the Vikings, Vikings again, and Favre's, uh is uh, Benedict Arnold. Favre's, you know, he's, he's he's in the casket. I mean, what, what the heck is that? How, how morbid you got to be to be putting Favre in a casket? You know, <laughs> that was kind of sick. Uh, we'll never forget you, Brent. You know, I mean, there's just one thing after another. You could go, I could go on forever, all the crazy stuff. All over the place in the newspapers that you could see on the TV. And uh, whatever, if you were there, you get the idea. And it was like, oh boy, now what are we going to do? <laughs> what are we going to do now? This totally sucks. But who's the guy that changed the tide last week, folks? Who's the guy that changed the tide last week when we thought we were dead and gone against the Pittsburgh Steelers? Percy Harvin. Percy Harvin made a 77-yard return. And the Vikings were able to capitalize... Brett Favre gets it to our kind of, you know, little-used tight end, Jeff Dugan. 31-20, to and it's like, well, that's nice. That feels a lot better. We're up by 11 again. Ah, sigh of relief for Vikings fans, and I'm sure players as well. But what do the Packers do? The exact same thing again. Completion, 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 completion. Aaron Rodgers going from almost no yards in the first half, and I mean almost none. To like about a billion yards in the second half—utterly ridiculous. Packers had so many yards in that second half. I mean, we're talking, yeah, we're talking about 280 yards in the second half. That's that's sick. That's absolutely sick in one half. Plus the son of a gun. Every time you thought, okay, yeah, they're on third and six or whatever, the guy would run for a, a gain. And on this particular drive, he had a 35-yard gain, which is like no way, no way. Not only did we not shut him down, he's way up the field in, in a minimum field goal range. But no, it wasn't going to be a field goal. They're just going to continue to get uh, big plays. I mean, they were, never, we're not going to stop him. It ended up being a touchdown pass to Greg Jennings, 31-26. to 26. But but aside of all this, the Vikings still have the lead. That's the, that's the reassuring part. The Packers trailing by five at the time instead of kicking it you know, wisely, you know, you figure, hey, if you miss it, you're still down, you still have to score a touchdown to take the lead. Field goal doesn't do a damn thing. Um, extra point doesn't do you any good. So if you fail, it doesn't matter at all. Five and four are don't mean a blanking thing at all. They really don't. But if you do get the two-point conversion, Packers merely need a field goal, and the way their offense is clicking at this point in time, a field goal, not too hard to imagine happening, especially with a good 11 or about 10 minutes 30 seconds left in the game. But Kevin Williams, Kevin Williams' bicep, as he went up after Aaron Rodgers' pass in the two-point conversion attempt, knocked down. His bicep got in the way just enough. Ryan Grant was unable to reel in the pass because the ball just it got, you know, its passage got altered. Oh, I'm sorry. Green Bay does not make it a three-point game. It's 31-26, to so we can all sigh relief again. Hmm. because what happened on the next drive is the vikings run wisely run the clock down run the clock down quite a bit crazy crazy game indeed able to run the clock down a little bit don't get anywhere the first attempt but then they shut down the packers finally shut down the packers the packers actually have to kick again and here come the Vikings again, running the ball a little bit, but then we start passing again, and I'm a little scared because you want to run the clock down. Luckily, one of those passes, though, early, early in this drive was to Adrian Peterson, as now all of a sudden AP has become a receiving back. Yes, he has. Yes, we can. Okay, sorry. <laughs> That's what Adrian Peterson said about can you catch passes from the backfield, Mr. Adrian Peterson. Yes, we can. 44 yards, Adrian Peterson takes off. Gets the Vikings to about the 20. And Bernard Berrien, who struggled most of the day and has struggled most of the year, reels it in as Favre hits Bernard Berrien. And uh, this would be Farv's fourth touchdown pass of the day. Fourth touchdown pass of the day. Reminiscing of Randall Cunningham's fourth touchdown pass game in Lambeau Field many years ago against Brett Favre back in 98. But Favre is a better quarterback than Cunningham. And Favre is the former Packer legend that we had to beat back in those days. And just even all the way up to 07. Favre did it against his own team in Lambeau Field. God, it's so weird. 38 to 26, folks. And it's like, it's over. We finally beat these bastards. We finally shut up these loud, obnoxious people. And um, these bitter fans, these bitter players. Just uh, Aaron Rodgers, who at times looked unstoppable. Luckily, it didn't. The magic ran out for Aaron Rodgers. There is no Packer magic on this particular day. The Vikings forced the Packers to turn the ball over on downs. And, of course, the clock is run down. The final two minutes run down to nothing. And we go home victors with a 7-1 and record. And a clean sweep of the Green Bay Packers. And a, and a uh, two and a half. I keep saying three-game lead. I am really sorry, folks. The Packers have played seven games. The Vikings have played eight. It is a two and a half game lead officially. So now, as we go into the bye, it depends on how Green Bay plays next week, what our lead is. Will it be two? Will it be three? That's up to the you Green Bay Cracker fans out there, is there? I'm sure there's some out there, is a Schmidt out there might be listening, and uh, it's a shout out to you, buddy. You're a good guy from thesportstuff.com and and YouTube. I know him from there. Ah, uh, good, good guy, good guy. <laughs> And uh, of course, nothing against the Packer fans out there. And I'm, but I, I just got tired of some of the craziness. I mean, anybody's going to get a little bit hyped up in a game like this. Might get a little bit more irritated and a little bit more uh, competitive, you could say, in a game like this than uh, than than normal. It's just going to happen. But here's the craziest thing of all, and this is what's going to irritate any and every Packer fan in town. Green Bay Packers didn't get a single sack on Brett Favre. They didn't sack him once. The Vikings offensive line has gone from a hologram to a stone wall. Fantastic! Not a single sack allowed by the Vikings offensive line, and against a team that you know wanted to do anything in their power to get to Brett Favre and sack the guy. Plus, obviously, the guy is not nearly as mobile as Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers t- has taken a lot of sacks, though. <laughs> against the Minnesota Vikings. He took eight last time around. He took five in this particular day. Nope, 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 six in this particular day. Two by Ray Edwards, one by Pat Williams, who that was unbelievable. He just zipped right on through. Bad uh, job by the offensive line of Green Bay. They just kind of slept on that one. And, uh, you know, because he just he just walked right through like nobody even was even there. Jared Allen had three sacks against the Packers. It's three. That makes seven and a half in two games against the Green Bay Packers. Seven and a half in two games against the Packers. Now that is cool, folks. We all love John Randall and how he chased around the little chicken with the Favre jersey about ten, circa ten years ago, late nineties, ninety eight ish, eleven years ago, whatever. Yeah, they had to take that commercial off because it's like, oh, he's he caught an animal, and and was was you know pretending how like yeah he's grilling a chicken on the. On the grill, you can't show that. That's animal abuse, you know, him chasing an animal. next thing you know, he's, well, he's cooking a chicken. He wasn't cooking that one, but it was like all for, you know, for humor, of course. <laughs> but, uh, man, that, that guy's Jared Allen right now, man, chasing Aaron Rodgers and a chicken, you know, a chicken Aaron Rodgers with a j- jersey on, whatever. Unbelievable. Just what an unbelievable job Jared Allen has done. He also had five total tackles on the day. The guy was everywhere shutting down the run as well. I mean, this guy is so, is so good. And, uh, I know why Farzine of the Chiefs zone was so upset losing Jared Allen and why he keeps, you know, going off on me like you son of a bitch. You know, you still our best player. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't blame him, but, uh, sorry. You know, I mean, <laughs> that, I mean, that's Carl Peterson, the guy who ruined the Chiefs and, uh, Right now, Jared Allen as a Minnesota Viking is one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, along with Brett Favre as a Viking and Adrian Peterson. This is a really good football team, folks. We are very blessed to have this team in Minnesota right now. And uh, it's amazing what, what has become of this team the last three years. Peterson, Allen, Favre. One, two, three. That's as simple as one, two, three, folks, to go along with guys that are already really good. I mean, folks, how about this? There's one of the reasons you could say, you know, let's just say it didn't help why and Aaron Rodgers would have a great game. Well, Asher Allen was playing his position most of the day along with Carl Pema. And they weren't really, they were missing a lot of tackles along the way. See, not only were the Packers catching the ball, but Pema and Allen were missing tackles. They weren't wrapping the guys up. They had him halfway wrapped up and the guy got right through him. Antoine Winfield wasn't there. Again, second game in a row out with that sprained foot. So, uh, hmm. Well, luckily we're going into the bye. Maybe we'll see Antoine Winfield against Detroit. But, you know, in a game like that, maybe he can afford to miss one more, if it would mean that much more in uh, healing up. As, uh, schedule gets a little tougher again after that. Um, but we're not going to get into that right now. I just want to, my final comment on this game was, uh, it, it. it really did kind of have a little bit of a 98 feel. It wasn't as comfortable as 98. 98 was a just you just put your feet up and and enjoyed every minute of it because the Vikings were not supposed to be as good as they were that year and and they were unbelievable and they beat the defend the two-time defending conference champions and one-time Super Bowl champion and the best quarterback maybe ever you know all you know in, in his prime at the time um, this was just uh, unbelievable having that same guy on our team. Going into Lambeau Field and to play as well as he can at his age is, uh, is a beautiful thing. And my final statement, folks, is I, I don't want this to end. I don't ever want this to end. I wish Brett Favre could be here forever. I wish he was 22, man. I wish he was 22 years old. And um, I don't want all this to end. I want this season to continue on course to what it is. Because if the Vikings are 7-1 and in the second half, they will be 14-2. and my official pick before the season started with Brett Favre was 12 and 4. Uh, upon defeating Baltimore and, and now Green Bay, I, I see it as 13 and 3 overall. I don't want to say 14 and 2, even though I can see that when you look at the schedule, a very, very legitimate possibility. The Vikings could be 14 and 2 this year, but uh, I'm going to stick with 13 and 3 right now. 13 and 3 overall though i mean yeah i mean in the end when you judge my record thing it goes by 12 and 4 but this is my current ongoing pick 13 and 3 so if that makes sense to you out there um very exciting just a very a very touching game this this was you know for me and probably for many other viking fans i know i know it might sound a little dorky a little too sentimental but it really was this was something else folks i was i was kind of quiet after the game because <laughs> it was just uh, not only was it a little scary but it was just a there, there was a little extra in this game to this about 24 hours ago it was unbelievable so that was that's my final statement I'm gonna take a quick break get into the Detroit Lions talk very briefly and uh, we'll see you then here on the we're turning up the tempo on brave the wild a new era has come to the state of hockey. With new attitude, Martin Havlat, A more open style with Coach Todd Richards. And a new philosophy in general manager, Chuck Fletcher. We're available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Answer the call and get ready to brave the wild. And we are back here on Purple Mafia episode number 48. A reminder for iPod. Microsoft Zoom, and other MP3 player users. Thank you once again for joining this show. It is fantastic. Um, time to get into the Detroit Lions really briefly, and I mean really, really briefly. The Detroit Lions lose to the St. Louis Rams, and they lose to them at home, 17-10. Steve Spags, Spagnola gets his first win as a head coach. The Rams are 1-7. The Lions are 1-6. If the Lions lose at home to the to the St. Louis Rams, they can lose to anybody, and that is why they were 0-16 last year. Matthew Stafford, completion percentage of only 42% against the St. Louis Rams. Brett Favre could have taken a sleeping pill before that game, wore a blindfold, and threw and, and performed as well as he did in that game. He could have. That's how easy it was. Unfortunately, that Cover 2 or <laughs> prevent defense kind of gave. Uh, Mr., Uh, it wasn't Mark Bulger, it was Kyle Bowler. Allowed him to get to the red zone on virtually every drive for a while there, but of course they'd bleep it up, they'd turn the ball over. (laughs) Mark Bulger, who is I think one of the most mediocre quarterbacks in the league. Capable of putting up big numbers, but the guy is about, the guy in the long run is an average player at best. Didn't do much against Detroit either. It was Steven Jackson's day, and uh, that means that means Adrian Peterson's going to go off for about 150 as well. Steven Jackson, 149 and a touchdown. Didn't even have a long rush. His longest rush of the day was 26 yards, yet he averaged 6.8 a carry. Yeah, hand the ball off to Adrian Peterson for about a quarter or two, and the game will be over. You'll be uh, resting the starters. <laughs> and uh, it's no offense to Lions fans either, but it's just... You know, they're not ready to compete at a higher level right now. Vikings should pretty much hand the ball off. Don't overuse Favre's arm. No need for that. As a, uh, you know, if you can run against this team with that much ease, just, just just do it. Then the game will end faster because the clock will just continue to tick, and that's all there is to it. Why not just get it over with and get out of there? Now, of course, this is two weeks from now, so, it's, so anything can happen to the Detroit Lions here in the coming games. Actually, I believe no, they've already had yep, they've already had their bye. Cuz they're seven games in, the Rams are eight games in. So yep, Detroit's already had their bye. Sometimes I get confused with that. I think everybody in our division should have their bye at the same time. Wouldn't you think? They used to. I don't know what they're doing over there. But uh yeah, again, Kevin Smith to me is the strongest player on the Detroit Lions to worry about. Morris though had a good game as well running the ball. He actually was the better running back with 63 yards, 4.5 a carry. Um, but anybody can run on these St. Louis Rams as well. But Kevin Smith did have four catches, 49 yards. So the guy's a pretty good player overall. He's a good uh, receiver and runner. But uh, that's pretty much the deal there. Not much else to talk about the Detroit Lions. Don't expect the Vikings to lose that game. They will be 8-1. and one. And, um, because it's just, there's nothing more automatic, knock on wood, by the way, nothing more automatic than the Minnesota Vikings against Detroit in the Metrodome. I've never seen the Vikings lose to Detroit in the Metrodome, you know, because I started watching in 92. They probably lost a little bit before that, like 91, most likely, because Detroit had their best season since forever <laughs> in 91. I do remember that. I just didn't watch football yet. I was still kind of more of a, a baseball guy only back then when I was, a a uh, Winnie, uh, 12-year-old. So there you go, enough of me, more about football. That's going to conclude the Detroit talk. Uh, other than that, more or less, I'm going to have a couple of uh, couple of quotes from Brett Favre. Packer fans cheer for the Packers first, Favre said. I know that, but I hope that everyone in the stadium watching tonight said, I sure hate those those jokers on the other side. But he does play the way he's always played. And um yeah, that that's a good quote from Favre and uh that's that's kinda how you should be about it. And luckily there were some nice Packer fans out there that are more honest. They love the game of football and not just you know and not just anybody wearing green and gold. I mean you gotta respect football and uh Chief Hawk out there, who's a former uh former or excuse me, what am I talking about? A very frequent that was the word I'm trying to use. Frequent poster on the sports from, he He's from Iowa. He's a Kansas City Chiefs fan and, obviously, Iowa Hawkeyes fan. But he made a really good, good, strong statement last night saying that what did the Minnesota Viking fans do when Brett Favre got the all-time leading yard and touchdown, all-time touchdown passing ever, got the all-time leading touchdown pass in the Metrodome. What did Viking fans do? They gave him a standing ovation because they respect the game of football. Well, not all of them do. (laughs) Not all of them do, folks. Let's, uh, I'm going to be more objective than that. I apologize. But, uh, still, still, that's respecting the game of football right there and respecting a player despite where he plays and what jersey he's wearing and all that good stuff and how many of the fans of that team you don't like or whatever because they constantly talk smack, uh, that's respecting the game of football because this man is a legend, regardless of what team he's on, including the Green Bay Packers. Because what did I do when I watched that game? I stood and clapped for Brett Favre as well, even though I wasn't at the game. I stood and clapped for him in the uh, in 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 the living room because, you know, it was it's a most amazing feat I've ever seen. And of course, there's a video on YouTube. That's still, it's still up there from the two years ago when that all took place, where I talked about Brett Favre respecting him and all that good stuff. New York Knicks fans did it for Michael Jordan when he walked off the court as a Chicago Bull against the New York Knicks for the final—I mean, for the final time—as a Bull, because they figured that was the last game Jordan had ever played there. Of course, he came back as a Wizard, but whatever. A lot of them figured that was it. They all stood and clapped despite what Michael Jordan did to the New York Knicks. He kept them out of the NBA Finals, you know, forever, and and they never got a championship. So. Vikings don't have a title yet and Favre has kept us away from some division championships and he's won a Super Bowl title with the Packers. And yet we stood and clapped for him. Yet so many Green Bay Packer fans were <laughs> kinda of going over the top. And I know the situation's a little different, but still, because it's like your star going to, like leaving you for another team after after the Packers kicked him out, and that's another part of the statement that Chief Hawk made. And um Yeah. Chief Hawk, you're absolutely right. Uh, if, if you're listening, you're absolutely right. You get a thumbs up from me. Of course, he's a frequent listener of that same Chiefs Zone hosted by Farzine Vasugian. Well, I am Joey Owajin, also a Paladino Joey, and uh, that's my final statement on the game. I just had to get to that still because you know you got, you got to get some quotes, you got to get some thoughts out there, and uh, it was nice to see some Packer fans at the end there saying we we miss you, Brett. We still love you and all that kind of stuff. You know, you know, you're still the best. That, that kind of stuff, and, uh, that's, those are football fans, football first, and then your home team second, you gotta love football for what it is, not just about, you know, not just the rivalry, as fun as they are, and they are fun, folks, but, uh, football and respecting the game is, to, to me, is the most important thing, and, uh, yeah, that, my hats off to those, to those Packer fans that did that, and, and uh, that's all there is to it in such a <laughs> in such a hostile environment as that game was yesterday. And uh, I'm just glad we were able to come out with a victory and with Favre, who didn't once have anything to say to the Packers at all in a negative way. In fact, he came over to, to help uh, Greg Jennings and wished him the best. Just gave him a little tease along the way, a little smile. But, uh, yeah, it was nice to see... At Packer players also did not try to injure Brett Favre or try to do anything stupid as well. So hats off to both sides on the field and uh, that's what matters most. Alright. With that, I'm going to conclude the show today. I'm a little bit, I was a little bit more rambly, but uh, it was a very emotional game and I have a lot to say. I could go on for another three hours, but I'm not going to do that. I just. That's just not going to happen. And um, Thank all of you for listening to the show today. I really hope you did enjoy it. Please tell a friend. Don't forget to call into the phone lines. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. Voicemail. It is a voicemail call. Mention you're calling into Paladino or Purple Mafia. I used to be Paladino Live. <laughs> Purple Mafia. And your statement, shout out, opinion, leave your name in town. And, uh, there you go. Don't forget to sign up for the message boards. We need you on there. More Viking fans, more Minnesotans on there. Mention me as the referral, Paladino Live. And other than that, Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. Paladino Live at Yahoo.com. That's one word, of course. That is how you can reach me via email and sign up for my FOIA Facebook group, Paladino Live Productions. Paladino Live Productions, which, of course, is all three of my shows, as you heard, two ads earlier. Uh, Palette Eterli Productions is the whole enchilada of what I do, via you know, be being Minnesota sports and uh, YouTube videos and all that good stuff. So there you go. Thank you always for being a part of this show. Thank you for putting up with my obnoxious rambling and by emotion, be it sentimental or whatever you want to call it. Thank you for that very much. And we will talk to you in about two weeks. Uh, Also be on the aware there's a chance it might be longer than two weeks because of the lawn cleanup season that is upon us. Yes, lawn cleanups, that is my second job. I mow lawns in the summer, and then unfortunately lawn cleanups in the spring and fall, every November and April. So I may or may not be available, but I'm going to try my damnedest to be available. I mean, of course, my new schedule might open that up a little bit more in these evenings. So, we'll see what happens. Until then, go Vikings. Let's keep this run going. Is 14 and 2 gonna happen or is it 13 and 3? Well, anything less than that would not be good. So, go Vikings. Take care, guys.